Hello, friends. Welcome to another podcast. My name is Dr. Jason Wiggins, and I am your Gen Z and millennial expert. Happy Thursday. Terrific Thursday. Hopefully, it's a terrific Thursday over a tumultuous Thursday. I hope everybody's having a fantastic day as we get ready for the weekend and Friday. So again, thank you very much for listening, staying tuned in, and we're going to talk about a great topic today. Today's date is February 4th, 2021. Excuse me, did I say February 4th? Excuse me, March 4th, 2021. My gosh, how time flies when we're having fun. When every day's busy and every day's a grind, you kind of forget what day and what time it is. I know my wife always says, don't you remember what I said? And I'm like, well, not really. So hopefully everybody's having a great day. But today we have a great topic. And we're going to talk about culture. Culture is the number one important aspect of many organizations. And what employees are looking for within a new organization. As Gen Z and Millennials and those that lead them, you may be aware of culture. Culture is something that back in the 50s, early 60s, was more of a buzzword. Culture was something that not too many people thought about, and it wasn't really something that people were too worried about. You went to work, you did your job. If you did not do your job, you were fired, you were let go, whatever. There was no right to work or whatever, and depending what state or country you're from, it was either get your job done or they fire you. Now things have changed. Now with the way the laws are, the employment laws specifically, it's more about if you are let go for unknown reasons, then that means the employee or the former employee can put you in litigation slash legal slash court cost and it can get really messy that's why when companies let you go they have you sign something and give you some sort of severance pay that basically for lack of a better word is hush money to keep you quiet so you don't sue them but that is a different topic for a different day today is about culture and culture is more than a buzzword. It's more than being pop culture. It's not about music. It's not about trivia. Culture is about the work you do and the environment you do your work in. Millennials were more, they were probably the leaders, I guess you could say, when it came to determining what kind of culture really worked for them and how they were going to oblige within the working conditions. And Gen Z has followed them as, you know, millennials become leaders. It becomes more apparent how important a culture is. So let's think about this. If you're either looking for employment or you're currently in a job, you're probably thinking about culture. You're thinking either if you're looking for a job, you're, you're hoping I can find something that it works well for me. Culture would be something like, what kind of hours are they going to have? What kind of diversity? What kind of purpose do they have? What kind of benefits? 
These are just basic questions that an individual that is looking for a job is thinking about. Culture is so much more than that. Culture is about the purpose, the winning, the goal-oriented, the people you work for. What type of people do you work for? What are your coworkers like? And this is big. It's like any team sport. If you have a great culture, you have a great nucleus, you tend to do very well as an overall team. And that is the same thing in the workplace. A workplace is derived by team, team-oriented goals, team members, and those individuals that are striving towards a common goal. Another part of culture could be what are the extracurricular activities that you do together as a team? Uh, what is your work schedule? Do you have a modified work schedule? Now, here's the thing about with COVID, many people have a modified work schedule because of COVID, the pandemic, and having to work from home. Now, this leads to a whole other conversation about culture that includes how do you feel as part of a team when you can't actually be there, see them, and talk physically one-on-one -on, -one on a daily basis. And now you're used to Zoom calls, Zoom meetings, tele whatever. That is what the norm is currently as of March 4th during this taping. That could change drastically in the next six months once everybody is vaccinated, there's herd immunity. I think you're going to see a big difference. And there's going to be a lot of changes, though. There's going to be changes in how people work, the type of work buildings, office space that employers are utilizing. They're going to, you're going to see a lot of cut downs. You're going to probably see more cubicles, more open-ended workspaces where everybody has a chance to either congregate, work in groups. And that's another thing about culture. Culture could be different type of dynamics. Is it a culture where everybody works together? Is it a culture where people work apart? And, you know, just culture. And then other things, other things about culture that's important is talking about benefits, talking about uh, the hours you work, the food you have. You could have food on Fridays, catering, whatever it may be. That may be a big part of the culture. And that's great because this, again, shows that the organization cares. And that is what individuals are looking for. They're looking for purpose. They're looking for goals. They're looking for work-life balance. They're looking for flexible hours, you know, commuting. But I also would say an important part of a culture is being in a physical space with your team members so you're able to actually have a discussion and you can really be part of something special. Right now with all the kids going to school via Zoom or classes and the teacher facilitating, this is very hard. I know from my own aspect, I am doing Zoom classes with students versus being within the in-class and the brick and mortar. And it is a different dynamic. You do see students engaged, which is good, but you wonder if they're getting that same engagement they would be if they were in a physical classroom. And we have 
kindergarten, first grade, through all the way up to high school and high school seniors that are doing the Zoom thing. And most people don't learn the same way. And that's the same as culture. People are not pigeonholed into a box to determine what and how culture is. Now, Gen Z and millennials, the culture, as we understand it, is continuing to be dynamic. It's continuing to be fluid. I worked for some great cultures and some that were suspect. In my last position that I had, I worked for a couple of years. It was all corporate ran and it was all about, I don't want to say, but it was about kiss and tail. Who could kiss whose tail? And that was how you were promoted. That's you were part of the good old club. And that is a culture that is toxic. That kind of culture reminds me of the old IBM cultures. Think about the white jackets or the suits and the ties. You could call these people the suits. That was what IBM was in the 70s and early 80s. This culture was rigid. They weren't very dynamic. They weren't thinking outside the box. And that really handcuffed their ability to, to, to move forward and to be dynamic. Now, I want you to think about for a second, can you think of a culture that is really good that if you could have had a choice to work for a culture, that would be the culture you'd work for. Now think for a second about who is that culture and why is it? What, what makes that culture more special than something else? And I bet you that one culture specifically comes to mind. And for me, I would say it's a couple. The first one that comes to mind and they're both derivatives of technology companies. So that gives you a hint. The first one is Google. Why? Because Google is a type of culture that is very famous. They have chairs. They have massage tables. They have ping pong. They have air hockey. They have uh, food. They have flex hours. They have time where you can work on your own projects. It can be away from what the company's doing. And you can work on your own thing as well. This is a culture that is very dynamic. It's very purpose-driven, but it's also provides individuals the ability to have their own autonomy and to do something that's important to them. Now, the caveat is, of course, if they invent something or they do something special during the hours, then Google gets a piece of that pie. So there is a... Basically, there, there, there is something of a meat on the bone for Google. And then another company I was thinking about was Tesla. Why? Because they're purpose-driven, they're dynamic, they're goal-oriented. Again, you can really make a huge difference. It's not only technology companies that give you the ability to have a dynamic culture and to be able to look for the culture that makes sense for you. They have a driven they're driven, there's a purpose, and as employees, you feel like you have a sense of ownership. And that's another thing about culture. You wanna work for somebody that has a sense of ownership. Not only do they do the right things right, they have a great leadership program, they have the ability to promote. These are just awesome examples of great cultures. They, they walk the walk, they talk to the talk, they do exactly what, as 
an employee or a potential employee you are either pining for or you you think is a great thing. That's why you stay with the company. A culture is one of the main reasons why individuals stay with an organization. So that leads me to how can you help improve your culture and how can you be part of something great and how can you be able to stay with something if you have a few minor tweaks? No organization is perfect. And it's very, it's a struggle right now during COVID. So not every culture is going to be great and not every culture is going to be perfectly suited. But how can you as an individual improve the culture? First of all, is think outside the box. What are the potential things that can help improve your current organization? Be a leader. That's what you probably want in the first place. So provide the ideas of how you think your organization can be better. Right now, a lot of organizations are just trying to stay afloat or they've lost the sight of employee-based, taking care of the employees, doing the thing that they should be doing because they're cutting corners, because of budget cuts, because of trying to keep the doors open. But not everything costs money. Not every cultural idea is something that's going to break the budget. So that is in one way you can improve the culture of your organization. The second one that comes to mind is don't let the small things get to you. COVID is frustrating a lot of people right now. So try to find small wins within what you're doing and, and talk to your fellow employees. How are they creating a culture that is successful? Maybe within the current business you're working in or another business. Or do a simple Google search. These are just tips that will help you improve your organization. Now, if you're not happy in this post-pandemic and the job market improves and there's a specific culture you're looking for, there's a specific job you're looking for, there's a perfect, there's a perfect uh, sense of purpose you're looking for, these are key aspects that individuals are looking for in a job, in a culture, improving a culture. You can work for a corporate-run business and have a great culture. You can work for a family-owned business and have a great culture. But you have to determine what is in it for you. What's going to make you happy? Are you looking for a long-term employment? Are you looking for a short-term employment? You can. Everybody has a different need they have to address. So these are just a few samples and a few tips on how to improve your culture and at the same time providing a cultural-based podcast discussion that hopefully has opened up uh, the thought process. Every podcast, we always want to be able to develop that sense of opening for ideas you can embrace to get to get a conversation started. It's not an end-all, be-all podcast. I would love to sit here and talk to you for the next 20, 30 minutes, but nobody wants to hear me for 45 minutes. That's why I try to keep it 15 to 20 minutes in length. So I can provide opportunities to improve on a subject and then take that subject to the next level as you discuss with your peers, leadership, and etc. So again, I want to thank everybody. Monday's podcast, I'm really excited about Monday. Uh, we are going to be taking Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off, but I will be here on Monday. We're going to talk about transformational leadership. So I look forward to talking to you then. 
and have a great upcoming weekend. And again, thank you for your uh, listenership. It's greatly appreciated. If it's in the morning, afternoon, or night, take care, be safe, have a great weekend, and I can't wait to talk to you on Monday. Take care. Bye-bye.